Ho, 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 guys. It's almost Christmas time, eh? Welcome to Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, I'd just like to say, firstly, out there, thank you for uh, letting me indulge myself with my comedy one and my Greg Lake one. Now, I know it wasn't always everyone's cup of tea. I've got my cup of tea here. But it, you know, sometimes when you create content, um, you can create content for other people, you can create content for yourself. And I just felt like I wanted it for myself this time around. Um, make you sorry, I'm having trouble with my headphones. Hang on. Oh, bloody hell. I think that's better. Yeah. Anyway, so this week's episode is an interesting one. Okay, back to the hard hitting podcast news. Hard hitting podcast. Hard hitting podcast. Back to that. I've been getting some feedback saying, could we get some more music journalism back again? And, you know, yes, we can. I did my little bit for myself, and we're back to it. Now, the thing that sort of brought me to, into my mind for this ep- episode was that the new Nia Blibiscaris, uh episode uh, single dropped. When I say single, it's 12 and a half minutes long, but it's the new Neo Blibiscaris. That is, they're a Melbourne band. Um, they're a predominantly ranked uh, sort of put in the extreme metal genre but I would also call them uh, a progressive extreme metal there's also they have um, according to according to their website and this is hard, this is me doing my research um, death metal thrash melodic death metal melodic metal classical jazz um, avant-garde and flamenco uh, that's a, it's an interesting mix is it not you know um, now, I first come across them, um, oh, probably 2000 and, when they played Soundwaves, I'm still working on that was, I think it was 2012, possibly. They formed in 2003 in Melbourne, um, and, and they've released three albums and EP and some demos. Now, not a lot of output, but you, when you listen to the quality of their work, You'll understand. Now, now, this episode is about the contrasting releases of an, a semi-small band. Let's be honest, Neo Blibiscaris, when they're wonderful and they are known within their genre and their realm, and they do have a wide audience. They have a wider audience. And I'll get to you about that in a minute. It might shock you actually. Um, but you know, Metallica released a single two weeks, maybe a week ago or so now, um, and of course, they're one of the biggest bands on the planet. And um, in the metal genre, anyway, and uh, there's such a contrasting difference between this single, their single, and this one just released by Neo. Um, I'm not here to, by the way, also don't know switching off. I'm not here to thra- trash the Metallica single. That it, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, if you don't like honesty, then you know, you know where you can go. But I am going to be honest. I'm also going to be pretty, pretty fair-minded, as I like to be in general. I think um, good music journalism, or good journalism in, in the end, is um, proactive, uh, and not reactive, and it's also subjective as well. I think subjectivity is more than objectivity. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, oh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is be positive, right? Too many adjective, too many names, too many words end in tative. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, right? Anyway. I got my tongue wrapped around that incorrectly. You know what I mean? Too many objective, subjective, blah, 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 blah. 
Anyway, so first part of the show is going to be about um, the Oblivious Sky Rest. So, as I said, formed in 2003. Might hit the mic. Oh, that bang crash. Well, hit the mic. Um, I hit the mic again. Now, it was originally a f- initially a four-piece band um, formed by Xenia. Um, that's Mark Campbell, M-A-R-C. Um, and Xenia is X-E-N-Y, X-E-N-O-Y-R. Um, he's the wraith-like figure at the front of the stage. He's the one with the the pale skin, the long black hair, and that wonderful um, death death vocal uh, that he that he pushes out. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful vocal. Um, it's such such a contrasting. He's he is. I mean, he's, he's razor. He's rake thin. He's got brilliant stage presence. You know. I don't think there's anyone I've ever seen live that can quite enthrall me and terrify me in equal portions. Um, originally formed with Adam Cooper. Uh, the, now, the current lineup is Tim uh, Charles. Now, he of the luscious long hair, the violin, and the clean vocals. So, um, and then you've got, um, uh, you've got Matt Clavins on guitar. And Benjamin Barrett on guitar as well, on bass. Martino, and I'm going to get this. I'm going to butcher people's names here. Garatione. At the moment, I can't see drums. Um, the drummer was originally Corey Baker after the previous album. Uh, now, if you like, um, if you like your Opeth, this is probably the band for you. Uh, I find them. I find it. Um, achingly beautiful, terrifyingly um, dark. It has they they have uh, an amazing array of um, instrumental pieces in their music. They're not your four-minute head down, thrash to the end, get home, uh, you know, get drunken and fall over band. Now that's for Metallica on the other side, right? This this band. Um, they sort of they they light up all my points if you know what I mean they're progressive they're interesting they have a, this particular song which is the new song um, which we'll talk about in a moment off the uh, new album uh, is Exul is the new album which could come out um, on the 26th it's going to come out sorry in March next year in 2023 um, it yeah it, it what can I say, right? I mean, I thought it would be very difficult to beat. There was a track on their first album, Portal of Eye, released on May the 7th, 2012, called um, And Plague Flowers of the Kaleidoscope. Beautiful name, isn't it? That's such a wondrous, dark connotations. And I thought that would be a difficult one to follow, right? But this particular one um, is uh, is just absolutely stunning. It really, really is. Equus, it's called E Q U U S. Um, I look, I, I've it dropped on the sixth of December, eighth of December. Sorry, and I'm still trying to get my head around it lyrically. Um, so don't, I'm not going to sort of go into, into the story of the song because I think there's too much for me to need to digest it for a little bit longer. But this is sort of a reaction to the song itself. The it's possibly some of the best bass work you're likely to hear. Um, oh, my mic went a bit funny there. Oh, excuse me. It's some of the best 
bass work you're likely to hear this year or any honestly probably any year it is it is i was blown away um tim charles's um violin on it is beautiful beautiful his clean vocals are um so um again so intrinsic to this particular band because if you just came out of Xenia and all he did was lay at you with his um, uh, black dark uh, um, soul reaching soul destroying vocal line you probably couldn't take much of it but when you when it when it it sort of um, it to and froze with Tim Charles's clean vocals and then this sort of and this sort of uh, neoclassical violin work it you watch the video as well I watch the video I have put it up onto my onto my Facebook page and you can have a look at it there I might put a link to it in the show notes um, if I can know how to do it if I can get it to work um, it, it's yeah it, it um, there's a certain there's a certain type of progressive rock progressive metal on this sort of in this world some of it's um, impenetrable and and look how clever we are kind of stuff, which is great. Uh, and there are certain people there that love that sort of thing, you know, Caligula's Horse and stuff like that. Great bands, um, but they sort of get to the point where it's it's all far too technical. Where with Neo Blibiscaris, you have your techni- technicality, technical stuff, which is honestly, I was trying to. A friend of mine's a drummer. And uh, he, she's learning to play the drums, and I was like, "Listen to this drum track, and um, just listen to it. I don't care if you don't like the vocals. I don't care if you're not into progressive music, or uh, just listen to it. And it is. I have played it probably a dozen times since its release, and it is just. Uh, it doesn't feel like twelve minutes. Just like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner doesn't feel like twelve minutes. It, it just it goes from one um, dynamic and intrinsically different moment to the next you know it, it's down then it's up it's linear then it's it's not it's angular then it's soft then it's aggressive and it's dark it's beautiful it's a stunning piece of music and you can see why that the um, Sydney music now I wrote this down excuse me here if I go to find this I was really stunned by this when I was doing my research um, who is it? Okay. Let's bear, bear with me. Ooh, great radio, this isn't it? Great radio. Um, great podcasting. I wrote, I wrote this down. Yeah, the Sydney Conservatorium of Music used um, and plague flowers the kaleidoscope as a subject for musical composition to study. Now, wow. And what that says, I mean, what does that, I mean, that just says it all, doesn't it, really? Right there off the bat, it says. Um, these people, this band, know their stuff. If you're getting, you know, the, the future of Australian classical music and modern music composition, listening to this music, um, they clearly, clearly know what they're doing. Um, one second, I've just got to pause for a moment. I'll be back in a second. Pardon me, that was work-related, sorry. I'd have to pause for a second. The magic of editing, right? The magic of editing. Yeah, so incredibly, incredibly interesting band. So the single single itself, I highly recommend you have a listen. It's on all um, all 
streaming podcast uh, services and on YouTube. You can go direct to the band's page. Um, if you are looking for me some recommendations for albums, all of them, and listen to them all in order. So Portal of Eye, Citadel and Urn. Um, I've seen them a handful of times now. Firstly at Soundwave, I was wandering around trying to find a band to watch and I don't know what I'd seen before. It was this terrible band called Hollywood Undead were on. I was like, oh no, I'm not interested in another band wearing masks. I think they're slipknot. So I walked off and this guy, strangers, came come up to me said, do you like Opeth? And I was like, yeah. He said, well, come and see um, my mate's band, uh, Neo Bliviscaris, on the stage over there. And I wandered over. I'm, I probably missed the first few seconds of the opening song, but there was Xenia, middle of the stage, you know, foot on the riser, um, deep, you know, buried into his microphone, team with his, um, his uh, violin. It was just fantastic now the band has had some ups and downs some problems with personnel um quite um quite a sort of i don't know quite a sort of sad story but i mean that's not that's not for here but that's for your own research you can have a look there's some but they were really good about it they did a really good the way they treat dealt with it was really good um they crowdfunded to go and uh, and tour um they needed they needed Forty thousand. They did forty thousand dollars in two hours and eighty-six thousand dollars all up, and it was the biggest. It broke the record for the highest um, amount of crowdfunding for a tour in Australian history. And in fact, a little side note: Marillion, my favourite band, as you know, um, one of the bands they had invented. Or they were the first people to do that crowdfund for a tour. So it, um, it all comes around in the end, doesn't it? Music's all secular, right? Circular, circular, isn't the wrong way. Circular, that's the right word. Anyway, so it's a beautifully lovely song. It has lots of depth. It may not be for everyone. Um, it may be too complicated for some people. Not enough boom crash wallop. It might be not enough speed. It it is very intricate. It is for those that like their music a little bit more interesting. Uh, even if you, even I keep saying this in this show, right? Even if you're not sure, give it a go and have a listen, right? You know, you can always turn it off and go back to your Metallicas and your Maidens and your Priests and whatever, whatever rocks your boat, right? But really, that's that's it for that single. I think that uh, you know, as as bands go, um, we're very lucky here in Australia that we produce such great bands, and they're one of them. Um, and so you just have to. I mean, they are now more international than you know, they've won awards. They've got into top forties. They've um, you know, it, it, I think they sort of, in some respects, do um, fly in, the, not in the shadows. When I say this, if you're listening, guys, I don't. This is not a negative thing. Um, but when people listen to Opeth, um, they then go to listen to other things similar, and Neoblibuscaris are, to some extent, in the same kind of boat. They're probably heavily influenced by them. Uh, and that's perfectly fine as well. Um, I think both bands influence each other, really. Uh, but uh, as it goes, they are uh, they are a fantastic bunch of guys. Like I've got, I've met them a few times after gigs. Um, you know, they're they're friendly. They make, as I said, they're great with the crowd. They're not. They're, even the music can be sometimes cold and and sometimes starkly intellectual, which is what I, deep down I love. Okay. Um, it, it can also be a little bit 
um, a little bit uh, a little bit hard to penetrate. But hey, you know, they've also got there. They've also got some you know great riffage going on with the guitarists. They've got the brilliant bass parts. I mean, it's just it's listening to the bass part in this song has been as a bass player myself. It's just I sort of think, well, why do I bloody bother? Honest, truly. The sound that he's produced, I have to look at into how he's, where they recorded it and how they recorded it. I would love to see his rig. Um, but it is just, it's bouncy and solid, yet flexible and light. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's everything. It's just a fantastic, um, fantastic piece of, uh, of, of music. Anyway, I'm going to um, finish up now for this part of the show. All I would like to say is please do go and get it. Please do listen to it. Um, now, the reason that the album is coming out now, um, band was saying, is it was originally meant to be due for 2020, but the global pandemic, as ever, fucked us all over, and so it's coming out later now, better late than never. Okay. Hopefully, we're going to get them here in Australia to tour. Hopefully, they're going to be in a town near you. Um, if they are, and let's be honest, well worth the dollars, the shekels, the denarii, the yen, the lira. Whatever you know, the rupee, wherever they are, um, they are definitely worth it. Um, they're never that expensive. The artwork is beautiful. There is a fantastic um, dual case CD special edition coming out next year. I've already pre-ordered mine. It comes with like a little pop-up artwork. It's, it looks just sumptuous. I'll win all of the vinyl when it's available, obviously. But we'll see when that comes out. Anyway, either way, um, I'm going to go and warm my cup of tea up. And uh, we'll talk all things different on the other side. Completely different. See you on the other side, guys. Bye for now. Okay, guys, welcome back to part two. So the first side of part part one blah, 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 was basically about Neobliviscaris' new single. Mom, speak too quickly for my brain to work some days, guys. Um, now, as I said at the beginning of the show, I wanted the contrasting difference between what I felt about Neobliviscaris' new single and Metallica's new single. Now, the reason that I wanted to do Metallica, I was going to stay, I was going to touch it with a 40-foot barge pop guys I was going to leave it well alone um, because it can be very polarizing and angering some people if you say something negative about their heroes and I really don't want to I don't want to be that person but also at the same time I want to just say um, when I was on the social medias you know because I'm that kind of guy no, I'm not really but you know I'm an old man trying to be relevant um, I was on the socials as the young people say on the street and uh, all I got was constant arse licking from Metallica's single. Arse licking, man. There was so much anal probing with some with their tongues. It was ridiculous. It, my, as my dad would say, um, so much boot licking that they would they kept, you'd come down with cherry blossom poisoning. Now that's for the young people to check out. Well, I'm not going to explain that joke. You can. 
Google it and work out what it means. The older generation will know exactly what I mean. All right, now. Oh no, I'll give in, all right, I'll give in. Cherry Blossom, Cherry Blossom was a tinned polish when I was a kid, a shoe polish, like a Kiwi shoe polish. And so you know, there we go, so much, so much shoe lick, so much uh, boot licking, they came down with Cherry Blossom poisoning. Now, so I jumped on and I'd listened to the single. Now, I have to be very careful because, uh, as I said before, I have a friend, uh, Matt, my good friend Matt, one of the biggest Iron Maiden fans I've ever met in my life, um, really was on the edge when the new Maiden single came out. And I sort of said to him, look, hold on, hold your horses. Yeah, it's, it's not what you want, but the album will, that will, you know, don't give it. One swallow does not make a summer. Uh, and that, again, it's not a disgusting term. That's a bird as in swallow. People, people with a, with a um, dirty sense of my, mind. Um, also, there's non-English people because I don't think that's a very much American saying. Anyway, um, yeah, that's right. So it doesn't make so one song does not make an album. And so I said, hold on. And I'm I'm still in the same way with this. Okay, so it came out and all these people are bootlicking in it and, and, and going at it and Benji jumps in and talks to me about it and he was quite open he said I don't like it and I said okay well I'm going to have a listen now there is a checkered past with Metallica is there not you know for me Metallica is one of the really defining bands there's a couple of bands in the world that define post and pre members of the band like Marillion post fish uh, pre fish you know there are chalk and cheese um, you know, uh, I'm um, I'm Maiden. You know, post uh, Diano and you know and so on, and then you've got, uh, and now you've got um, Metallica. And to be honest, Cliff Burton. I only really enjoy Metallica albums up to the Cliff Burton, um, sadly passed away. And that's not being a, me being a snob going, oh, I say, I only listen to Metallica with this Cliff Burton, blah, 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 blah. No, I genuinely believe that um, the force, the speed, the anger, the precision, the wonderfulness, I mean, and let's be honest, guys, everyone of our generation, of my generation, um, turns a certain significant number next year, uh, and people around my generation hold Metallica in reverence. And I, st and I do. I absolutely do. Ride the Lightning is one of my favorite albums of all time. It truly is. For Whom the Bell Tolls is a singular masterpiece of music. It's up there with Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It is up there with Green Man Alishi by Judas Priest. And it's not a Judas Priest song, I know it's a cover, but their version of Green Man Alishi. Um, it, it's something wonderful. There's a lightning in a bottle. Uh, my friend Crazy Mark, um, I've talked to him about him before on the podcast. He absolutely loved them. Saw them on the marquee, saw them at, um, at uh, Milton Keynes Bowl. You know, you know, th there was something. They were the Metallica were the, and I love this word liminal. I keep using it. It's one of my favorite words. Were the sort of, they were the bridge that that spanned the liminal space between um, heavy metal and the frontier of modern metal. Okay, so you you, you may have been listening to Iron Maiden uh, you may be listening to Judas Priest Black Sabbath um, you know you name it, slot it in that new album, post new album um, uh, musical genre 
and that's what you might have done and you might have wanted to go into this new uncharted world of of down picking and um, speed beyond belief and um, staccato short vocal um, um, attacks and you know double snare uh, double kick thunderous speed drumming and just you know imagery that's a little bit more edgy uh, but where'd you go you know you, you're too scared to go into the Slayer um, collection because they scare you a bit you're not really quite sure what Anthrax is doing uh, and I was never quite sure what Anthrax was doing um, so you go and you know wh where do I go and Metallica were that band because they come from a place where they loved New Album they loved Venom they loved hardcore rap they loved everything street music wise they were there for it and you know musically trained parents come they come along and they make this this new sound this frontier breaking sound and they produce some of the finest metal albums of all time kill em all ride the lightning you know uh, are just you know are just an injustice for all are just you know amazing amazing albums you know really now you know you're going to say he's not on Injustice for All well, he did have a posthumous writing credit on it and um, also Master of Puppets um, uh, but you know they're the, they're, they, they are um, the generation down from me that's their maiden moment right like listening to those albums you know with your, your bum fluff moustache and your denim blue jacket and your ripped jeans and your white high tops and you know um, your picture of beavers and butthead on the wall and um, uh, Garth and Wayne you know twinkling away on the TV screen behind you um, that's that generation that's this is their music now so I'm not going to say I'm, I don't want to say a negative thing about the band because I think they're wonderful musicians and I think they're brilliant as I said up to the Cliff Burton, sad and the passing of Cliff Burton. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I never was of the Black Album. I honestly admit to it. I don't enjoy it. Anything beyond then, I, I'm sorry, pass. For me, pass. Garage Inc., maybe, but pass. Only because they do a, a great version. They do a great cover version of The Weight by uh, Killing Joke, The Mighty, Mighty Killing Joke. Um, and, and a you know and maybe a misfits cover and so on but look I'm, I'm not a fan um, and I don't want to just I'm, I'm not here to trash them let's just say that okay so the single comes out now we've had um, they've had a really rough let's be honest a rough millennia haven't they I mean sent anger the only album I've ever thrown away after only playing it once I actually chucked the CD in the bin um, now would I do that now Probably not. I'll stick it in my collection and may come back to it and try and look at it in a more adult eyes. But back then, I, was about, oh, I didn't have much money. Young family, you know, I bought this CD. Oh, it's just shocking. You know, the Lulu and, and at least said about Death Magnetic, the better. I'm sorry. I also think that's a really Blansville album. Um, you know, it really is. They, they, they just lost their way and that's okay guys because alcohol and drugs and age and um, 
you know, families and depression and the modern life gets in its way. It gets in your way. It just does. And, and sometimes that can create me make uh, a petri dish for creativity and other times it can be a sterile wasteland of bleach and um, nothingness. And unfortunately I felt that's what's happened there. Now, please don't bombard me. This is only my personal opinion. As I said, I, lo I really love the band. Um, I go back and play Ride the Lightning at least at least once a month. I always have done. You know, to, For Whom the Bell Tolls just makes my skin, as I told you, it just makes me trapped under ice. Oh, you know, just, just wonderful pieces of music. I remember when I first heard, I'd been really into the band, and the Black Album came out. I was at college, and I was playing Paul in the refectory. Um, and it came on, the, and it came on, Enter the Sandman. Now, Enter the Sandman's a brilliant riff, and it's very memorable, it, but it's it's just a little bit MTV for me. And I, and I don't think Metallica were ever, ever the, the MTV people, you know? Um, it doesn't matter if you feel Lars Ulrich is a cock. He clearly, possibly, he most likely is. But then, you know, most people, most musicians, and most people in the world are, there's very few, the few people that we like are the people around us. Let's be honest, we can easily make disparaging comments about people we don't know. You see him make some passing comment on TV and you think he's a cock. Well, yeah, he might be, but when you sat, you sat down with him and had a, a, a beer and some pretzels or a, a sandwich or a meal or a chat about music, I'm sure that you'd end up going, you know what, he's a decent dude, is that Lars? Okay? Um, it's easy to make comments from, distant, dis from a distance, and we all do it. I do it, we all do it. But the single comes out. Now, as I said, um, I had my Matt moment. I was like, oh, this is awful. Oh, no, this isn't for me. And I think I know what it is. On now listening to it um, 10, maybe 15 times since its release, um, and really studying it, I think, what my problem is, is that all these people are now saying that's not Lars on the drums. Now, it might be Lars 15 years ago, and they've just sampled his drum for that fine I don't care if it's not Lars on the drums come on now guys it's just where it is yeah and and uh, you know uh, it could be and why can't it be him all right why can't it be an older man and he's my age a little bit older why can't an older man be able to play that kind of drum beat or well, he hasn't been playing it before well, yeah because he hasn't he hasn't played it before because he hasn't played it that style in the last albums that he's released doesn't mean that he don't play it. Um, I think my problem wholly with this single is that, okay, Zen moment, right? If you listen to bands like Nia Bliviscaris, and this is also sidetracking here to Iron Maiden. Now, I have a lot of Maiden fans who thought the last Maiden album was quite boring. They're also big Metallica fans. Now, the difference between Maiden and Metallica, apart from the continents that they kind of grew up on, is that Maiden have looked at their music and have gone forward and created something different. Now, that's not the same Metallica didn't, but Maiden did it and did it well. Now, it's not saying that Metallica didn't try to do it well. They tried to get without their boundaries, but it didn't work. Whereas Maiden could... Um, uh, a genius for a reason that they can 
uh, well they've got Steve Harris firstly and again it's a Cliff Burton see Cliff uh, and um, Burton and and, and um, Harris right bass players running the band so was Maiden have Harris and his musical heritage was a lot deeper than maybe just a heavy metal heritage of course he had his prog and his blues and jazz and so on um, so I think that's where Maiden grew and Metallica tried to grow it didn't work it fell apart to some extent I mean the hardcore fans will still love it and, I'm, and if there are people out there who listen to this show please if you love Death Magnetic if you love Lulu if you love the Black Album I'm sure you all do fine by me I'm not here to judge you in any shape or form okay I'm not and you know that it's just this is my own opinion now this is where I'm coming from I think the reason I don't like I not don't like the wrong word didn't really connect to the single is it felt like they'd gone right um, all that's not worked um, let's scrap that let's go back to um, Injustice for All let's go back to Master of Puppets and I've heard reviewers say that it sounds like a Master of Puppets like demo and I hear little demons on my shoulder going but Tony why is that a bad thing um, and the, the other one's going I know why I know why I'll tell you why it's a bad thing because they've given up on their musical growth haven't they? Don't you think? I mean, it's fine to 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 play the same thing over and over again, and and a lot of bands do. Um, but if you grow, if you look, if you tell the world we're changing, we're growing, we're doing something different, and it doesn't work, instead of continuously trying, I mean, and and let's be honest, a band their size fiscally don't need to worry about if it's going to work or it doesn't work, right? They've got enough money, heritage money to keep them going, right? I, I, would, I would expect. I mean, I'm sure messy divorces and drug issues and things like that would make a difference, but I, that I would be absolutely... Be, <laughs> I'd put my reputation on... I've got a great one. I'd put my reputation on uh, that, that they've got enough money to deal with it. So, what are they doing? Are they... Are they um, looking into the water like narcissists and trying to... Um, see their affection and go back to their youth are they uh, are they trying to grab a new market are they trying to please the older fans are they trying to please themselves and it could be that it could be the fact that they've had enough of being trying to be different because you know the music industry kept dictating that they needed to change and they want to play um, their own music again how they did and what they fell in love with 30, 40 years ago. And if that is the case, I commend them. I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, I just think it a little bit irks me slightly that, you know, you know, people go, oh, they're the biggest band in the world. Well, no, Maiden are the biggest band in the world, and that's, we'll leave that at that. Um, it's just, it just, go, you know, I feel sad. I feel sad that they, that they, this, this is, you know, this has happened. And, but, when I take when I take my analytical brain away from it and the fan of the Burton years away from it, I really like the guitar solos. I enjoy the drum mix. I don't like the lyric. I think it's um, it's lightweight and unin uninspiring. I don't like the way it's delivered um, either. Um, 
but you know you can't like everything can you uh, and it's only a short three and a half minutes long it doesn't hang around the artwork is awful I don't know where that's coming from it might just be the, the stopgap artwork I don't know look um, when all is said and done is we we can't just come out in the media and I part myself as part of the media because I I do write um, and I do this program um, we can't just come out and arse lick and boot lick because it's Metallica we, we just can't I, w I mean I was honest with the new Maiden single I was, I was very honest with the, same, with the first single off of the new album um, and Matt will tell you uh, we all we all knew that we didn't none of us liked it but the band liked it the band led with it and that's the key isn't it now I am very interested in how the new album's going to come out next year when they tour if they come to Australia will I go no not interested um, the last three or four times I've seen them they really just phoned it in now again they might be a different band now. They might be cleaner. They might be more enthusiastic. They might have got some of their youthfulness back, youthfulness back, um, and that might be the case. And then if I know, if that is the case, I'll go. I'm not just going to go because it's Metallica. All right. You're going to say, yeah, but you're contradicting yourself, Tony. You'd go see Maiden if it was just like if they were 90 years old. Yes, I probably would, because I love Met I love Maiden in every form that they do. I don't love Metallica in every form that they do. All right. That's same I mean I'm, I'm contradicting myself but this is the case so the single out there guys should you like it should you buy it what do you think yes you should you should do whatever you think turns you on if you love it listen to it don't but for please 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 don't just go on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and this and, and go oh they, they're just saying they just keep saying it's this this and this no you make your own mind up I just think it's Sounds like they've got a demo, they've rewired it, cleaned it up a bit, made it sounding more modern and pushed it out. It doesn't sound like there's much effort made in this particular song. Um, contrasting though with Neo Bliviscaris, now there's an effort there. Yes, unlike Neo Bliviscaris, now they're a new band, okay? They don't have the heritage and longevity that um, Metallica does, they don't have the fan base that they do, so they can sort of do what they want really without old grey men like me shaking my fists and moaning at it and saying it's not 1983 anymore um, but the difference is that a band like Neo Bliviscaris um, sort of have the freedom uh, to do what they want to do so you know we might sit there and go they're, they're a better band because they can do what they do what they want that's not always the case because when you're a smaller band you have the freedom and the uh, luxury to create music that's meaningful to you. When you are a corporation and your name is on everything, like you know, condoms and dildos and blow-up dolls, I'm sure it's on every. I'm, I'm, I'm being just facile here, but it, you know, it's probably on everything. Um, you know, you don't really have. You have this army of slathering fans that won't want you to. Don't don't want you to change. Or if they do want you to change, they want to change, but change the way they want you to change. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure they've done their focus groups and gone, the last few albums and singles really wasn't working. Let's go back to how we do it before. And if that if that is good, that's but that but this was this is where my sadness lies, guys, because is are they really doing that for themselves, or are they doing that because that's what the bands, the fans demand? 
They want Ride the Lightning again. They want, you know, Trapped Under Ice. They want, they want all that stuff again. Um, you know, they want Seek and Destroy. They, you know, they want. I don't know. Um, there lies my sadness for them, because as a as a as a musician myself, a Bach, a rather rudimentary one, um, I'd like to think that I could do what I want to do. And not worry about what other people say. It's like the show. It's very much like the show, you know. I do stuff like I did the stuff, with, you know, because it's important to me that um, uh, about um, you know Greg Lake uh, dying. Uh, you know, his his memorial, um, and it didn't get many listens. Now, I'm not saying you should all go and listen to my show because it it ad nauseum. You pick what you want. It's fine, but. It's when I do like Iron Maiden ones or Metallica ones, and suddenly I get you know lots and lots of listens. Um, sometimes it does it wears you down a bit. You like it, you know, because um, I want I want I'd love to think that my audience base and my people that listen are open-minded, interested, and um, have a you know just a a wonder of the world of music as much as I do, and that's. So I can see why bands like Metallica do what they do. I really can. Um, because you don't want to rock the boat. You want to keep making music that makes people move. I get it. I really do. But hey, anyway, th- th- look, it wasn't a bad single. Yes, it, it, it's not what I, I wouldn't listen to it over and over again. Do I feel that they've done better work in the past? Yes. Do I think they can do better stuff in the future? Yes. Do I feel tick that they need like tick tick box box do I feel that they need to be more honest to themselves I get a feeling they do um, because I got a feeling that deep down they all like um, James's mother was an opera singer you know maybe he wants to do and go into that you know a bit more different type of music but like um, equate to horror movies you know great film directors have all got into major Hollywood, Hollywood cinema via horror movies because it was easy, cheap and sold lots of tickets um, and this is the same as some of this music you know, it's easy well it's not easy to make, no music is easy to make but it's, it's, it's easy to sell and it's cheap to produce Punk was another good one you know, some of the greatest bands on the planet now all started off as punk bands because it was just, hey, there's a sound, it's easy, we can get in, get a record deal. Once we're inside the system, we can change the system. That's it. So, um, my final word on the, on the single is just go and enjoy it. I'm not going to trash it. I didn't like it. I thought it was weak. Um, I thought it was relatively bland, and I thought it was... Um, the media machine moved quickly on it um, far too quickly really anyway that's it I'm done for now so don't remember, don't forget um, if you do want to come back to my show and I really appreciate it please do go and put some reviews out there like and subscribe and it does help other people find my show um, the next week's will not be the traditional um, Tony talking for an hour idiocy it's going to be seven um eight to ten minute episodes um, and it'll be as I said a couple last week it'll be heavy metal tones advent chore um, uh, like we did last year we did a seven to seven dates of Noel and I really enjoyed doing that so we can do a similar thing I still don't know what a couple of the days are going to be I thought they were going to be my top albums and singles of the year it may still be 
but uh, this show is fluid and I get one idea on one day and it changes the next so scratch your beard ASMR mm. um, for all those people that like hearing beard scratch mm. like and subscribe uh, anyway that's me being silly uh, I'm going to go now and um, put on some old school Metallica uh, and pretend I'm 16 again anyway See you on the other side, guys. Uh, chat to you before Christmas. Bye for now.